0: Of our lives inside, either we're in traffic, at work, or close eyes. How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives? I can work What's up, guys? Welcome into the Work Wherever podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about AI automation, the ability to work wherever so you can live every day like it is Saturday. Today, we're talking about Hollywood. We're talking about movies. We're talking about the protests that have broken out around artificial intelligence potentially taking jobs. So that's the topic du jour. This is a Roy's Rants episode, so we'll be short and to the point. I'm also sitting in a different chair today, so now I understand what Destiny and Sydney are talking about, where they're saying that this isn't the most comfortable chair in the world. Uh, Because it's not. It's not very comfortable, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, these protests out of Hollywood. I do actually have a video, and I actually uploaded it here into StreamYard so that we can... Have a conversation about it. So if you are on the YouTube, you'll be actually be able to see the video. um, Which I don't know that we've done that before. So that's pretty cool. So, But I mean, thank you to all of you who are listening on iTunes and Spotify. We definitely have a a pretty good listener base over there. Very much appreciate you guys. Um, But it is, uh, we're trying to do more on YouTube. So if you want to come on over and hang out on YouTube... That would uh, that would be cool too. I have all these cool camera angles. So I got this camera angle, and then I got um, this other camera angle. Let's see if it let's see if it works. Uh, wow, there it is. So yeah, now how do I change those camera layouts? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out another day. But uh, I do have some new uh, some new layouts that uh, we're playing with. We're trying to figure it out um but yeah so that's the show today i do have the video i'll play the video now so just a little bit of little bit of backstory on this video is so artificial intelligence came out we're all using it a lot of organizations have started to uh, play with it see how we might be able to utilize in the future basically how we can make the production of things better quicker faster I have a, a lot of opinions about this, specifically to Hollywood. I don't know how many uh, script writers I have listening to the show, but you're probably not going to be happy with what I have to say. But like I said, a little bit of backstory. They're exploring in Hollywood. There was a conference to talk about artificial intelligence and how we might be able to use it to edit video to replace CGI. CGI. Um, editors so if you have an actor who is walking which they show it in the video if you have an actor who's walking you can just upload it into an AI and replace that actor with a CGI a bot the Hulk whoever it is that you want it to do right and it does it in a matter of minutes instead of a matter of weeks whereas a human would do it in a matter of weeks that's so obviously you can render and you can produce CGI based movies faster, way faster. So that is one portion of this. The other portion of it is the the writers. So I believe it is the writers guild of who you'll see in the video who are actually doing the protesting. And so they are protesting drafts. So there's a couple different signs in there that say, you know, no draft without human eyes kind of a thing, because the idea is that Executive producers are utilizing artificial intelligence, ChatGPT or otherwise, to write and generate ideas for scripts of movies. In fact, the person in the video actually goes through the process of creating an opening scene for a movie, which he goes in to to say and talk about how it's not uh, very unique, which... I have an opinion on that as well. So, but that's the backstory. It's the Writers Guild. They're protesting out in Hollywood of this conference where members are talking about how to utilize AI within Hollywood. So, I'll go ahead and share that now. For years, it was a source of inspiration for Hollywood's movie studios. Today, though, artificial intelligence is no longer a work of fiction, and it has become so real that writers on strike are now demanding guarantees against these new tools. We just know it's coming. We wrote Terminator, so we know it's coming down the down the line. It's one of the things they're talking about in negotiations, and it's something that I personally uh, am very scared of, because if they start having computers write a first draft instead of a person, that takes away jobs. I'm worried that they'll sort of outsource more and more stuff to AI as we go along. And I think it'll just be a homogenized product that is not, that no one really wants to see, but is just sort of the fast food of the TV industry. I'm afraid that there will be a crazy villain that comes in and perfects it and cuts the writers all together. So is this just another science fiction movie? or will? So, <clears throat> yeah, so that's the general gist of it. I'll play the rest of it here, or at least I'll attempt to play the rest of it here. Hopefully you guys can still hear me. We're running into audio issues. Um, post these videos and sharing these videos out but that's the gist of it is you have these writers guilds who are essentially saying what i just summarized to say look you know the more control you give over to the the bots you know we're losing our jobs we don't like that of course they don't like that i think the next clip here the next portion of the video which i'll see if i can play it The next portion of the video is a little bit more interesting to me because it gets into actually what is actually being pulled from the ChatGPT and the artificial intelligence. From their standpoint, it is essentially them saying, we don't want it to take our job, which that's pretty much what everybody's saying right now. Don't take our job, don't take our job. We get it, right? So let's, let's see if I can show the rest of this video so we can get into the actual artificial intelligence side of it where the guy actually does an experiment course not of course it's going to play the whole the whole video again so let's see I'll um yeah I'll just summarize so the guy does a test right so he does a test of the actual artificial intelligence to see how how good it does and so this is actually from France 24 so maybe we'll drop the link of how to get to the video so you guys can watch it all the way full itself but the video itself the guy does and he says that it pulls a a script and it it ends up being like an asian-american guy named nick who walks into the room and and is basically saying things that have already been said in other movies right so it's it's not a very unique way of Of drawing up a script, which if we're utilizing artificial intelligence and we have been listening to the show, we know that artificial intelligence, what it actually is doing is it's going through the Internet and it is looking uh, for previous scripts for inspiration. So, of course, it's going to, you know, not be unique. Of course, it's not going to be unique. It's going to showcase exactly. um, It's going to showcase exactly what all the other shows are already doing. Right. So. Uh, it's not. It's going to pull inspiration. That's the whole point. Now it's up for somebody else to go in there and see if there is plagiarism or if we can tweak certain things to make it fit what it is that we want to do here at, on our movie or our TV show. Right. That's who these people uh, are writing for. Now I would go even as further and say that. No TV show or movie is super unique in today's world. That everything that we've seen over the last, I don't know, decade plus has been nothing but nostalgia movies. So we see, let's look at Disney, right? Let's just hyper focus on what Disney has been doing for the last 5, 10 years. They came out with the Mighty Ducks TV show. Okay, so 90s, they came out with a new Mighty Ducks show. Movies, it's all comic books. You got Marvel everywhere, right? So that's basically what they're doing. Then on the other side of the movies, they're just doing live action remakes of movies that came out in the 90s. So they're just retelling stories. You could even go as far to say that every Disney princess was not actually created by Disney and they are just folktales from other stories that they have taken and amended. So to say that Artificial intelligence is not as unique as we want it to be, and it's drawing inspiration. That's largely what the movie and TV industry do anyways. So to me, that is a terrible argument to say that we need writers because we want to be unique. I don't know the last time I saw or watched a unique TV show or movie. Now, to be fair, I am not in this industry. I've never been in this industry of TV and movies. I don't know anything about the industry. I don't know how it works. But as a consumer of the industry, I don't care that the the video or the TV show or the movie is not unique. I, I don't care. In fact, I want it as least unique as possible. When I log into Peacock, I actually want my TV shows and movies to be as closely related to... The Office and Parks and Recreation is possible. I'll click on those shows and I'll go to You Might Like or People Also Viewed This. So this idea that, oh, it's not unique, I don't care as a consumer. I, I really don't. Now, the writers certainly care because they want to to make it seem like they are um, artistic in some form or fashion. But I would, I would even argue and say that most of the writers are drawing inspiration from previous shows and movies as well. So really, we're just speeding the process here, which is what artificial intelligence does. We're just speeding the process to get to a baseline draft script, which what the guy says in the video, which I didn't get to, he says that any executive producer would look at the script and throw it out immediately. Okay, but didn't it take us... I mean, he he ran 10 queries. So didn't it take us like a couple hours to get this script instead of months? So wouldn't we be able to generate multiple, multiple scripts and then hand it over for the executive producer to to read through and decipher which ones he actually wanted to take and make into into a movie? So I don't understand that argument. Now, I'll take this a a little bit further because I'm looking at it. And this is actually a conversation that I've had with my parents. So my dad, actually, he used to sell, he's retired now, uh, living the life down in Florida, riding on boats. But what he used to do is he used to sell supercomputers to the Pentagon. So he, you know, if there's a supercomputer out there that lives in a zipper network, my dad probably sold it to the government. Um, he worked for a couple different companies that I won't name drop. But that was the... Uh, so I grew up around this idea of supercomputers. That's how I have the knowledge that I have. It came from my dad. I mean, obviously, I'm in the industry as well now. But when people always ask me, Roy, how would you get into what is what you did? Well, my dad did it on an on-premise environment with supercomputers. And then I was interested into it. And then I developed an art in developing artificial intelligence and automation, robotic process automation that played off of this data consumption of supercomputers. So... There's the nerdy, the nerdy story as to how I got to where I got. But what we've been talking about and where I think this is all going in terms of the Hollywood is I think in the next three to five years, we're going to see a shift of one to many to many to one and what i mean by that is right now you have one show and many consumers and so like i mentioned you log into your peacock your netflix hulu disney whatever you're watching streaming and consuming your information and it'll recommend shows based on your likes so it says hey you liked these five shows this show is pretty similar either it has a a similar script uh it's funny it's a rom-com it's a horror flick it's a Uh, you liked Dateline, you might like this murder show, right? Those kind of things. Or maybe it's the same actor, whatever. But it recommends shows for you now. But that show was created for a specific persona that is multiple people. So it's saying, we're going to create a show for, you know, we're going to create a show for these type of people which is about as old as TV. This style of creating shows and creating content for a wide variety of people is as old as as the industry. So it needs to be disrupted at some point. What a lot of people don't understand is there are a thing called soap operas. And, well, while you might know what a soap opera is, you might not understand that in the 1930s, soap operas were originally created for radio and they were created by soap and detergent companies to market to stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home wives. So the shows themselves were basically just a long commercial, about 15 to 30 minute commercials for soap and detergent companies. And they did it in a way that there was a problem and then, you know, something happened and then everything was resolved by the end of the show. 15-minute Mentos commercial essentially. And They worked. TV came out 1950s, 1970s. These shows started to evolve and have become what they are today. So if you've ever seen, you know, like Guiding Light or As the World Turns or anything like that, they've gotten a little bit more um, better in quality, I guess. But it's still the same general premise. They're targeting stay-at-home moms and stay-at-home wives to sell them soap and detergent. That's why when you watch them, all of the commercials are generally cleaning products. That's how they got their name, Soap operas. I'd even go as far as to say that all daytime television is geared towards the stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home wife. If you look at some of the most popular shows out there, like The Price is Right, there's a reason why all of the products that they are bidding on are cleaning products or vacuum cleaners or... Uh, washer and dryers they're geared towards the stay-at-home mom the stay-at-home wife or stay-at-home dad if that's you know that's you but that that's what daytime television is who is the audience who's watching how can we sell more product to that audience that was the way that tv worked enter streaming and we now know them based on who they're watching specifically So if we have our total user base and we say all of our users are watching these types of shows, we're going to put out more of those types of shows to make sure that our user base stays on, right? But what if, and now I'm circling back to the artificial intelligence aspect of this, what if we could, instead of creating one show to go after a target persona, we could create multiple versions of a show or multiple shows to target one specific person, you. What what if we could do that? What if, stick with me here, artificial intelligence could run and could create a show specific to you. Now, now, Sydney and Destiny talk about this a lot where we have TikTok, right? And the algorithm runs on TikTok and it'll show you TikToks and it'll show you Reels and it'll show you information. YouTube does it as well where it'll be like, we think you'll like this based on your search history. And then it even targets you with ads. Hey, what about this uh, swimsuit? What about these sandals? What about this whatever? And it does that knowing your search history, and it does that knowing what you've watched. So now, what if with artificial intelligence, we could have this artificial intelligence, read what you like, through your search history, okay? Write a show or a movie based on your search history and your likes of what you are into, what you click, what you watch through all of your different platforms, and then design a specific show directed directly towards you to sell a specific product. So you're watching the show and instead of it being some random school in Texas when you live in Virginia, it could actually pull the names of things around you in Virginia that you like, so for me, it would read my Facebook profile, see that I like the Washington Redskins and the Tennessee Titans, and then it would present some things in the show to say that you know Tennessee Titans or Washington Redskins or Commanders, whatever they are. to instead of having some random school or random team that doesn't exist, and then the artificial intelligence and these companies that are putting out these shows could work with advertisers to uh to to. to to have them pay into the algorithm. So I'm sitting here drinking my first form energy drink. And so the first form energy drink product could just be dropped into shows through artificial intelligence. So the advertising company, first form in this instance, would upload images or videos of their product that they want advertised, and then the artificial intelligence would then take that product and drop it into the shows and or movies of the per- of the people who have either been on the first form or may have potential interest in the first form. So now not only do we have a show that we know that these people will like based on their search history and based on their interest, but we can drop specific products into that show for them quickly. And now what you're saying is that's a lot to do for just one specific person. Yes, it is, except we're talking about artificial intelligence spinning this up in a matter of minutes. So you could run this every day for every single one of your users, and now you have a specific show, but just the products in the show are slightly different. The characters' names are slightly different. The demographics, the race, the what they do for a living is all slightly tweaked and slightly different based on the user. And it's just done that way and spun up by artificial intelligence in a matter of minutes. Do we still need writers then? Let's talk about that for a second. If artificial intelligence is running this, it's more profitable for the executives because now I can just drop my products in whenever I want. Do I still need a writer? Because the entire purpose of the industry, if you really get down to it, The entire purpose of the industry is to reach a target demographic and a target audience to sell a product. That's the whole point. Do we still need writers? If artificial intelligence can do this, do we still need writers? I think the answer is no. I think that we are going to see writers transition their careers into prompters. So, I was actually just having this conversation the other day with somebody at my son's lacrosse practice where we're saying with these jobs of people who are copywriters, people who are script writers, people who are use case writers, people who are work instruction writers, we're going to see a shift from you are writing the content to you are prompting the artificial intelligence to write the content for you. And then you're reviewing it to ensure that it meets the needs of your customers or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Because if we remember, artificial intelligence is not written directly for you. It is written for blanket use. So if we ask it for information, it's not going to be geared towards your business or your process, which is why we got into the fact that you need to control your own data and you need to make sure that you're building bots on your own data. And so let's say you own your own data and you control your own data and you're writing queries on your own data using the artificial intelligence. So now it actually is spitting back your information. Is it correct? That's a prompter's job. So you're no longer a copywriter. Now you're a copy analyst. Where you're analyzing the information and you're you know the process so that you can prompt the artificial intelligence and ask it a specific question in a way that is unique or that is specific to your organization and your unique process. And then you have the know-how and the whereabouts to understand what is returned by the artificial intelligence so that you can make a decision on whether or not it is correct. And that's what we're gonna see with these writers, I think. I think in the next three to five years. A a, a script writer is going to be out the door. I don't see a reason to have one. Except for the fact that you want humans involved. But you humans who who do this script writing, and you're yelling and throwing popcorn at me at the moment, go start your own business and gear it towards human. We're creating human scripts for humans by humans. Because... You can't stop the AI from writing scripts because let's face it, there's a lot of crappy movies out there and there's a lot of crappy TV shows. The Big Bang Theory is a (laughs) example of how a crappy TV show can run for 10 years. There are people who wrote that. Let's just take a second. To understand that there are people who spent their life's work writing the Big Bang Theory. It's a terrible show. <laughs> it's awful. But somebody's over there writing that. You're telling me that artificial intelligence couldn't do just a good a job as some nerd scientist standing outside of a door knocking three times and asking for Penny. You're telling me that's so creative that artificial intelligence can't do that. Get out of here. There's crap on TV. There's crap all over TV. All you have to do is turn on any channel and there's just crap. So, will we still need good writers to to come out with like this, the, the actual like really good TV shows and movies that are out there? Maybe like HBO, you know, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. But when you really get into it, Game of Thrones was written about it. That movie is a book. So, Lord of the Rings, the Amazon series. The, the book was already written. So could we just ask the AI to write a TV series about a book that already exists that people already love? I don't know. I'm having a hard time to actually understand why we need writers. And honestly, like I think the whole movie industry is crap anyways. And I know that there are people who listen to this that are, are either in the TV industry or in the movie theater or movie industry or have loved ones who are in the, the industry. I know Sydney's brothers in the industry. But I, just, I, I think the industry is just – it was designed to sell product and entertain the masses. And we've gotten to a point that to sell the product, we need to be more specific. If you look at every other industry when it comes to marketing, they are targeting you through algorithm. The TV industry and the movie industry is like the last – industry that has not caught on to the full algorithm meaning i i can't direct to consumer market you i still have to kind of go about it the old ways but like i said imagine if you could create a tv short you know a, a one series a, a one season series that is built specific to the needs and the likes of one individual person and you could replicate it through artificial intelligence i think it's a no-brainer i think it's where we're headed but I don't know. Let me know what you think. Hit me in the comments here on the YouTube. Uh, please like and subscribe. I, I hope you guys get a lot out of this. I haven't done a Roy's rant in a while, and this was a fun one. I saw it come through, and I was like, whew, people are not going to like my response to this. But here it is. So, guys, that's uh, that's the show for today. Thanks for hanging out. This has been the Work River podcast. Please like and subscribe. we on iTunes, Spotify. Please share it out if you get anything from it. Uh, because we don't run ads, uh, I'm not going to run any targeted ads on here. I don't got any uh, AI. I actually don't. Need, I actually have not even used artificial intelligence to ask it for a show script. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe the next show that I'll do, I'll ask it for a uh, a show. Like, what what show do you want me to do, artificial intelligence? And I'll just. I won't deviate from the show. I'll just read the scripts. I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that next time. Thanks for hanging out, guys. It's been Work Wherever Podcasts. Until next time, see you. Let it down, cause you can now. Well guys, thanks so much for watching and or listening. We have had a great time, hope you did too. You can find all of the Work Wherever podcast episodes here on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or all of your major streaming platforms, with new episodes dropping every Monday. Make sure to follow us at Capital Presence on all social platforms to stay up to date with the things all work wherever related. See you next week.